0: This is Exposure on Impact 89 FM, WDBL East Lansing, the show that lets you know about everything that
1: goes on at the MSU campus that you otherwise might not know about. Tune in every Sunday at 9 a.m. We're your hosts, Megan Samp and Tessa Kresh.
0: Welcome to Exposure. Hello and welcome to Exposure. You are listening to Season 13
1: and we're your hosts, Tessa Kresh and Megan Samp. Today we're here with a few members from the MSU Bowling Club. If you haven't already heard of them, the Bowling Club is a competitive team of bowlers with a very rich history. Welcome guys, thank you for joining us. Of course. It's. Uh,
0: yeah. Thanks Could you, you guys introduce yourselves?
2: Yeah, so I'm uh Brendan Best, current president of the Bowling Club. I'm a major in finance and I'm a senior
3: I'm Danny. Um, I'm currently a grad student. I'm just a member on the club team. I do
1: advertising right now and then for my undergrad I did TV and radio. Broad question, but let's jump into it. What is the bowling club and what do you guys do?
2: Yeah, so the bowling club is, uh, is a competitive and non-competitive setting. Um, so we take bowlers from all different skill ranges, um, anywhere from your just going out and having fun to traveling and competing to tournaments. So the main purpose of the bowling club is to go on and compete. Um, that's where our history is for, that's what we've done the whole time, but we also do, like I just said, accept people from uh, all skill ranges, of course. Um, so we traveled about 10 tournaments uh, a year. Uh, that could be over to Chicago, that could be Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, um, and here in the Lansing area as well.
3: Most of the girls bowled in high school, I know that. Most of the guys did too. We have a practice team, the guys have JV and varsity, and then the girls only have varsity. Have you guys always been avid bowlers? Yeah, so I started bowling when I was, like, four years old, probably. My whole family bowls. Whoa! Um, I went Division One actually, for my undergrad. So I decided to come here for grad school, and then he said they have a team. So I was like, I might as well join because I have a final year from COVID.
2: Yeah, I've been bowling uh, probably since I was four as well. My whole family is bowled. Um, and so when I actually got to college, I was actually at Rochester College first um, before I transferred to Michigan State, and I was on scholarship there to bowl as well. Um didn't really like it over there so I transferred to MSU and then joined the MSU Bowling Club.
1: What's the difference between bowling like competitively and bowling on a club team? Yeah so for
3: me it's very different. Like I said I went to a division one school so we had practice every single day even on Saturdays we would compete usually Friday, Saturday, Sunday every other weekend. um, We had lift. Two days a week too, but here it's a lot more like chill environment. The team gets along a lot better here too, which is really nice. Uh, we get to have fun when we want to. I don't know. I think it's different because we have dues to pay for, which is understandable because it is a club team. But I enjoy the experience a lot more than I did on a Division One team.
2: The thing that separates bowling from other sports like football, for example, is that even though we're a club team, we still have to compete against scholarship teams as well. So we could be going up against teams that offer full ride scholarships, um, and they can. Enjoy Wow. the best talent in the nation and in the world, um, but we still have to go up against them every single tournament pretty much.
0: I understand there's an interesting history of the bowling club dating back to the <laughs> 70s, right? Yes. Do you know a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, so MSU bowling is probably one of the, one of the oldest collegiate bowling teams. Um, so bowling started back probably around the 60s, 70s, and back then there were no scholarships. So the best schools were the schools with the most people and you know, with the most people, you can attract the the better bowlers as well. Um, so throughout the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, uh, Michigan State was really, uh, really good. And it wasn't until probably about the the 2010s when a lot of scholarship teams started piling up, and being able to offer bowlers scholarships, which we never could do because we're just a club team. For a long time, Michigan State, I mean, we've won so many tournaments. Um, From back in the day, we used to uh, host tournaments on campus here at the Union before they closed the Union Alley. So Michigan State was was definitely one of the pioneers of college bowling uh, as a whole actually.
1: I didn't even know there was a bowling alley at the union. That's crazy. Yeah, it closed during COVID, didn't it?
2: Unfortunately, yeah. It was not very good. They didn't really put a mm-hmm. lot of money into it, so they kind of just had to close it down at some point, but
0: How did that impact the club?
2: Uh pretty harsh actually cuz we held tryouts there every year cuz it was, you know, the union's kind of a central place on campus. Everyone knows the union and so it was easy for kids to get there because um, you know freshmen usually don't have cars now we have to have tryouts mm-hmm. at a bowling alley about 20 minutes away and you know kids can't always get there and it's hard to if there's a kid that wants to join the team you know how's he gonna get there if he doesn't like know someone already so I mean we really try we go to participation spring anticipation, we try to outreach as much as we can but um, not having the Union bowling alley where we can have kids come to the union on campus it it definitely hurts a lot.
1: Backtracking to the tryouts, how does that work?
3: Yeah, so for tryouts, it's usually pretty early in the fall semester. Um, this year, we bowled six games, and it's based off like your totals on whether you're going to make JV or varsity. Like I said, the girls, everyone makes um, varsity unless you want to just be strictly on the practice team, which we have one girl that does that. Uh, for the boys varsity, whoever has like the highest totals for their games gets usually to be on varsity. Yeah, they can pick either JV or the practice team, I think, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Most most bowlers will kind of get assigned um, depending on how much experience you have, what kind of scores you're bowling, your average, and stuff like that. But if someone just wants to show up and, and just bowl for fun, they have the option to do so as well
3: how did you guys personally get involved so i got involved because him he just like told me about it i almost didn't take my extra year because of covid and because i was kind of over college bowling but he convinced me to do it and i was like (laughs) i might as well i did pretty decent this year i liked how i did so that's why i did it you guys knew each other prior yeah we're dating
0: oh (laughs) oh that makes so much fun fun. okay cute yeah Yeah. um
2: Yeah, so for me personally, like I said, I went to Rochester College first in Rochester Hills, and I was on a bowling scholarship there. Um, Decided I didn't really like the school, so I came to Michigan State, and I honestly, at first, I was kind of debating if I want to continue bowling or not. Um, I went really back and forth with myself, but then I got to MSU, and I realized I knew no one, and so I'm like, well, This is kind of like my end to finally like meet some friends and do something that, you know, I still love at the time, for sure. So that's how I got involved with uh, the Michigan State Bowling Club It was really just I just wanted to meet people, honestly, and continue bowling, I guess.
0: And what's the community aspect like? Did you make good friends?
2: Definitely. Yeah, we're all like very tight knit. Um, Really, you kind of join a it's cliche, but you kind of join a family when you join MSU bowling. So I really enjoyed it a lot.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. The girls' and the guys' teams are both, like, really close. When we go to tournaments, we do things together. We go get dinner together. Um, At practice, we all socialize, so it's really fun.
1: And at the tournaments, do
3: you guys travel together? So we travel, like, individually. We drive, like— um like our own cars and stuff but we all carpool we go together sometimes we drive some wow. of the girls guys same thing with practice so
1: are are the tournaments like co-ed or is it
3: yeah so for the tournaments there's like the girl side the guy side sometimes we have different tournaments sometimes we go to the same ones but like we don't compete against each other <laughs>
2: got mm-hmm. it
0: and can you walk us through what a tournament is like
2: oh man yeah it's uh it's pretty harsh honestly so a typical tournament um is usually just one day. So if we're not getting a hotel, we'll probably drive up to two hours away. If it's over two hours, we will get a hotel. So like Chicago, for example, we'll get a hotel. For the sake of simplicity, let's just say it's a tournament in Grand Rapids. So we'll probably wake up at around five thirty a.m., six a.m. Drive to the tournament. Um, Check ins usually around eight a.m. Start bowling around nine, and you bowl about eight games in total. Um, is what it is, and so. Because of the amount of people that are there and the amount of teams that are there, it takes a long time to bowl. It's not like you just get your own lane and you bowl. Um, there's usually five people up per lane, so each game usually takes a little over an hour to do. So you start bowling at nine, and you might not get done until like five or six. So it's, wow, and that's straight bowling. There's no breaks or anything like that.
0: That's intense. It's
2: it's crazy. It's definitely uh if you're not used to it, if you're just a high school bowler, or even you know if you're just a, a fun bowler it's it's rough it's definitely not for the for the lighthearted, for sure
0: so during the tournament your head's in the game are you there having fun or is it more so you're focused on winning
2: i think uh, that's kind of the biggest difference between uh club and scholarship teams is that like obviously i want to win i want to do my best but right. being in club team we kind of have a little more fun with it than the than the scholarship programs where like if they don't perform you know they can get benched and they can like you know obviously not get cut, but um, but they're on scholarship. You know they have to fulfill. It's lower stakes. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the word for it for sure.
1: What does a normal week look like in the bowling club?
3: Yeah. So pretty much we just have practice on Tuesdays. Uh, we practice at Royal Scott Golf and Bowl. Um, it's like 20 minutes away, like we said. But we have practice from 9 to 11 p.m. on Tuesdays. We usually just go there, practice, bowl games, um, shoot spares. It depends what uh the girls coach wants us to do because we do have a coach that comes to practice every single time so he usually puts together our like practice schedule and we do what we do uh i personally i like to go to the gym and stuff to make sure my endurance is up but for tournaments and stuff but
0: yeah the
2: guy's coach he uh he unfortunately lives too far away so he can't make it to practice he does come to tournaments but um yeah she pretty much covered it all
0: so have you won any tournaments recently?
2: Oh man, I think the last tournament that Michigan State won was actually back in twenty twelve. Okay. Um so it's around that period, like I said, where scholarship teams, you know, start coming up and yeah. they start just attracting all the good talent away from a school like MSU. Mm
3: hmm. Yeah, I the girls team I don't think we've ever placed before, have we?
2: you probably have to look really far back in Michigan. Yeah, sorry, I don't it's know. been a
3: while because the girls' team stopped for a little bit. There wasn't enough people to compete. And then I think it would have been, if I was here my freshman year or sophomore year, I think it would have been revamped and people started coming. Uh, There's some girls that make all-tournament teams. I made an all-tournament team this year. I got second place. And then one of the other girls, Caitlin, got third or fourth mm-hmm. in the Big Ten tournament that we had. So she did pretty good too.
1: What
0: would, say, what would you say your favorite memory out of – tournament was
3: um personally i just liked making new friends and like it is so much less stressful than it was at a division one school so like every tournament is just fun for me uh probably placing second in the tournament was like my best memory
2: mine's kind of similar so there's a tournament called the hoosier classic and it's i compare it to the rolls bowl of a football it's kind of like that for bowling and um my junior year i placed 19th or excuse me not 19th um 30th out of 350 bowlers it's kind of like my best finish ever but that was a really good memory that was a really fun day bowling pretty good.
1: So when you compete is it more individual or as a team or how does that work like what's an individual win?
3: Yeah so there's like kind of two parts to a tournament usually in the beginning of the day we'll we'll like bowl individual games so you're still with your team and there's five people bowling at one time and Each of your scores is put together for like a total pinfall. And then there's a team on the other lane next to you and they do the same thing. So that's like more of the individual part. It still counts as your team, but that also goes to like your all-tournament team. So that's why I placed like second place. And then the second half of the day, it's called Baker Games. What it is, is five people bowl one single game. So if I was the first bowler, I would bowl the first frame and the sixth frame. And then so on. So you bowl two frames every single game. And we usually do what about eight to... 10 of those or less
0: than Uh, that
2: 12 to 16 yeah up to 16 yeah so So it's
0: like kind of both at the same time (laughs) so is the structure of this club kind of similar to other clubs where there's like positions
2: yeah um i'm the president we also have a vice president and a treasurer that's pretty much it i won't lie my job's not too hard um i really just kind of figure out hotels and organize tryouts and whatnot our uh our coach is also like our program director technically Mm -hmm. he handles a lot of the stuff as well like kind of the money side the treasurer obviously works with him but um he does a lot of the work to be honest so
3: yeah, you usually post on Facebook, too. Our Facebook is the, the Michigan State Bowling uh, Club, right?
2: Yeah, MSU yeah, Bowling, Bowling Club. I, I do run that.
3: So, <laughs> he is
1: the admin. Yes.
0: And That's he's a right. no so social media manager yeah.
1: as well. <laughs> yes. You can add that title. Definitely,
2: yeah. Put on my resume.
1: How did you work your way up to president? Were they just like, do you want to be president? Or <laughs> did you want to be president? <laughs> is there yeah. an election?
2: So uh, I've been a part of the club since 2019. Um and our longtime head coach retired after the 2019 season. He was our head coach for uh, 30 years, over 30 years, Carl Nikolai. Um, so my friend, who's the vice president right now, his dad stepped up to kind of like take over the program. But since his, his dad is the program head, he couldn't be president. So his dad reached out to me and was mm. like, do you want the title? I'm like, i look get on my resume.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you got to meet the, the well-known Carl Nikolai, right?
2: Yeah, uh, a couple of times. Um, Towards the end of his tenure at Michigan State, he really didn't travel to tournaments. Um, He kind of was just taking a step back. So he would still run the club. But um, so I didn't really get to talk to him too much. But I mean, like I said, the guy's a legend, not only for Michigan State bowling, but for college bowling in general. He's a pioneer, like one of those legend guys that you think of um, when you think about college bowling.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. And you got to meet him. I
2: know. Good for <laughs> me. <laughs>
1: how does the point system work for advancing in a tournament?
3: Our tournaments, like, sometimes they have, like, cuts and sometimes they don't. It depends how many people are, like, or how many teams are in the tournament. Have we had any ones with cuts this year? Does Hoosier have a cut?
2: The Big Ten Tournament was the Hoosier has won the Big Ten tournament had the brackets yeah so so
3: we do qualifying which would be like the individual games the Baker games and then whatever team has like the highest totals sometimes it's top eight sometimes it's top six they go into brackets then compete against each other uh, just like how any other sport would work in a competition and whoever like makes it to the end wins I guess that's how what I would
0: say a lot of
2: tournaments are basically just total pinfall. So you'll bowl, you know, maybe four individual games and 16 Baker games. At the end, whoever has the most pins just just wins. There's no, like, cut or anything. That's most tournaments, but there is some with brackets.
1: And how do you guys get paired up with, like, the other schools and the other people you compete against? Like, is it a random matchup?
2: Yeah, it's pretty much random. Um, For some of these two-day tournaments, what they'll do is they'll take the scores from the first day and they'll match you up with a team similar to you. Mm -hmm. So you'll probably, uh, like, if we average the... 190 the first day, we'll get paired up with a team that also averaged 190. So mm-hmm. around the same skill set.
0: Who would you say the the best team is?
2: Oh, that's oh, so uh, debatable. Um,
3: I don't know. LTU just won NAIA.
2: Wow. Oh, okay, so for men's, I would say UT Southern. Yeah. They're actually getting rid of their bowling program after this year, though, which is crazy.
3: Dang. But I know
2: the best team in the country is getting what? rid of their program. Yeah, they,
3: like, cut their funding and everything. It's it, crazy. It's that's terrible. insane. Yeah, Why I is mean, like bowling's, that? like, really, like, not a popular sport as you probably know already and like the youth programs that are like around Michigan and around the country are really trying to get people into bowling alleys but so many bowling alleys that we've bowled at before had like high school tournaments at they've been like closing recently so it's just not as popular as it used to be for sure but you said UT Southern and what else?
2: UT Southern I think for the girls it would have to be McKendree.
3: Yeah but that's for NCAA that's I mean, well, I
2: think I mean still overall though, like
3: yeah, for like club, I'd say Indiana Tech. I think they're NAIA, but for the people that we compete against right now, probably. Indiana Tech, LTU is pretty good. Mount Mercy is pretty good. So, yeah, but best in the country for all of bowling would be McKendree, for that's
2: sure. Yeah. The interesting thing about these is, like, before bowling, I've never heard of McKendree. Yeah, UT I was going to say, where is
3: that? Yeah, that's yeah, in Illinois, Wisconsin.
2: Yeah, Illinois. So, Illinois? a lot of the smaller schools are the schools with uh, bowling programs, bowling scholarships. I think the biggest school that actually offers bowling scholarships would be Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. yeah.
0: And have you guys played against these teams that you're naming right now?
2: Yes, yes. unfortunately.
0: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's terrifying. Those are the but, less favorite memories. <laughs> yeah,
2: for sure. I mean, sometimes if you have a a good game, like yeah, we, we've I, we've, topped, beat,
3: we've beat them plenty of
0: times. Yeah, we've topped. My them old them before, team has. So
2: over the stretch of a whole tournament, though. I mean, they usually win. Yeah, yeah, it's not looking good for us, but
1: you win some, you lose some, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what is MSU Strikeathon?
3: Okay, so we actually did it for the first time this year, right? Yes, yeah. Um, it kind of came from my old school because we did it at my old school. Um, this year was a little different than what I did, but it's basically like people can donate to how many strikes you're gonna get in a row, right, or in a game, however many.
2: It's a it's an event, so it's like in a you have a one minute to bowl as many strikes as yeah. you can, and we'll set up like four lanes so you can just keep going and going. And so, you know, someone wants to donate five dollars per strike, and you get ten strikes in that minute, and then that's fifty dollars. Or think you can just donate twenty dollars or whatever, however much they do. Um, so we, we had helps, a live
3: stream set up. Yeah, we live it. streamed yeah. that
2: on Facebook, and we try to reach out to not only friends and family but alumni as well because we've been around for so many years that, um we hope that our alumni would come back and support us. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So you mentioned there being a tight-knit community within your club. Do you guys do things together that aren't bowling, or is that mostly what your team bonding things are like?
2: Yeah, definitely. when we are in Chicago, we went out to an arcade, actually, uh, as fun. a team. So that was pretty cool.
3: We sometimes go out together and have yeah. fun, but <laughs> yeah. we do um, that a lot, actually. But. I would consider that team bonding, for
2: yeah.
0: sure. Yeah, it definitely. definitely is.
2: Definitely. Yeah, and I mean, I met one of my best friends at MSU uh, mm-hmm. through bowling. So it's definitely a, a great way to meet people and, and find, find a community, for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah, it seems like a great thing for people who have bowled in their life. They want to make friends and... Bond over something they're passionate about. This seems like a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, and there's no pressure really during it either. Like we said, like high schoolers can like come out and like even if they're not like up to par, like need more coaching, like everyone is willing to help them, especially like the older people too. So not just our coaches. And how
1: can others get involved?
3: I would say first like looking at our facebook page is really important you can message the facebook page email him text him um he'll get you like all the information and we'll have tryouts eventually within next semester
2: yeah in the it's, fall. it's usually in like the late september is yeah. when we after tryouts.
3: but we're at the, like the fall club thing and a lot of people from this year came up to our table and got all the information and stuff so so yeah. you
1: guys are done after this year right
3: yeah, we are. He has one yeah. more tournament this coming up weekend in Indiana. It's club championships. Wow, so yeah. are you sad? Uh, uh, mixed emotions. <laughs> mixed emotions. <laughs> yeah. It's been a lot for sure. Like, tournaments are long. It's really competitive. And, like, sometimes you just don't get what you want out of it. But MSU's club has been really fun for sure.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. It's definitely mixed emotions after doing a sport for, you know.
3: Over 10 years.
2: Yeah, 10, 15 years and doing it competitively since freshman year of high school.
3: Even before that, too, Yeah. For me. Yeah. for yeah.
2: um, It's just tiring having to wake up at 5 a.m. and two-hour drive out. But, you know, when you do good, it's one of the best feelings ever. Yeah, it's so worth um, it
3: when you do good. <laughs>
2: so we'll probably continue bowling after, just not as uh, competitively as we were in college. Yeah.
0: I have a few questions that I'm just curious about. So you guys bowl a lot. Yeah. When I go to the bowling alley, I rent shoes, and I use all their balls, and I use the lightest ball possible. (laughs) I'm curious. Do you guys have... You bring your own shoes, I'm assuming?
3: Yeah, we both have our own shoes. (laughs) What weight ball do you use? Uh, We both use 15. Um, We both have pretty stacked arsenals. I have nine bowling balls myself. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah. Do you bring, like, multiple? Yeah. Yeah, So, usually, to a tournament, we'll bring five to six, depending on what's allowed. Um, I have nine, just in case. You find out the oil pattern usually before. Um so you'll like know what to use or you'll hope to know what to use and yeah. we usually get to practice
1: on it too. So what's an oil pattern? <laughs> oh god,
2: um, um, I'm so
3: scared to
1: ask. So, <laughs> yeah.
2: so on the bowling way. alley, you don't see it cuz it's it's clear oil obviously, but um on the actual lane there's oil on it. And so an oil pattern, I mean there's hundreds of thousands of them out there, but it's how the oil is put down and how the oil is put down determines how your ball will move on the lane
1: this whole time there's oil on the floor i knew there was something shiny but yeah that's why you can't walk over the (laughs) line because you'll slip yeah so what like depicts what ball you use like is it a certain pattern for this ball or weight or something
3: yeah so the amount of oil they put on the lane usually helps you decide what kind of ball you're going to use so like if they put a 38 foot pattern down you're gonna want to use a ball that usually hooks less in easiest terms i guess it's a way to say that and then if there's like heavier oil you want more of like it's called like an asymmetrical solid ball so wow. like, <laughs> there's a lot of logistics yeah to it. bowling
2: gets so technical but yeah that's the oil parents are all the difference between high school college professional like yeah the oil patterns get harder as you kind of move up. And so you can't necessarily see it, but um, that's that's the difference right there.
0: Yeah. This whole time I was like, this one's pink and it's only six pounds.
2: <laughs> Whatever works.
0: I was talking to people about bullying, mm-hmm. and someone told me that two-handed bullying is a controversial topic. Yeah. What is your guys' <laughs> stance on two-handed bowling? I don't them. agree with
2: it. <laughs> yeah, tell him to go away. Um, he bowls
3: two-handed, so he has nothing to say.
2: Yeah. It's a relatively new technique, popular popularized by the world champion, greatest of all time, Jason Belmonte. It's controversial, controversial because it's not what everyone's used to. But when you think about innovation in any sport, anything new, kind of upsets the people with the old set mentality. It's uh, baseball is kind of like that, where all these new rules come in and people are like, "Oh, why are you changing it? Why are you changing it?" Um, but to them, I say, if you can throw a ball down the lane, however way you can, you get a strike. I mean who cares? There's certain regulations that need to be kept, but I mean what's the difference between using one hand and two hand?
0: Are there I mean, rules with how to throw a ball?
3: Other
2: Not not necessarily how to throw a ball, but um, how your ball
3: is like made. So yeah. like for a one-handed person, you can only have three finger like you have two finger holes and a thumb hole and then for two-handed, usually it's only two finger holes right you're only allowed two because it can make like if there's an extra hole in his like ball it can make it turn differently and like giving him an advantage too and those
2: are relatively new um, policies because back in high school I used to have balls they're called gravity holes where it's literally just a hole on the side of the ball that you don't put your finger in at all and it it helps the ball move a certain way yeah it changes
0: like the rotation of it are you guys very familiar with physics no. No. What? I mean, I like it I depends. can't comprehend how you know exactly where it's going to go. Like that's insane.
3: I mean, so before like how our tournaments work, you get to like practice for like 10 or 15 minutes on the oil patterns so you'll hopefully be able to figure out like what surface you're going to put on your ball, what kind of ball you're going to use. Um it's kind of just hoping for the best. The oil changes throughout the whole entire day, so you're constantly like switching balls, but it's more of just like Knowing what you're going into and like a lot of college patterns are decently similar, so like you'll know what ball you want to start with. Like I have a baseball I always start with usually um, during practice, and then if I need to go up or go down, I will. So it just like depends.
2: Yeah, like I said earlier, there's hundreds hundreds of thousands oil pans out there, but college bowling does have their own oil pans that they'll use for eighty percent of the tournaments. There's some outliers, but um, so you can sometimes revisit the same old parent and you just use what what worked before.
1: So I played volleyball like my entire life till college and. So I grew up with like refs like throwing flags and everything. Are there officials in these tournaments like someone keeping an eye on everything? So basically there's a like USBC which is the United States Bowling Congress
3: like official. So they only look at certain things. They like walk around make sure everyone's throwing the like correct ball because there are some like illegal balls that you can't throw because of like shapes and things. Um, sometimes we have like forms to fill out and there's like serial numbers on your bowling balls and you have to like write the last four digits and the type of bowling ball you're using uh, they'll do like ball checks they'll say like let me see your ball make sure it's on your ball card to make sure it's legal sometimes if you go over the follow line like that shot like doesn't count you get an automatic zero for it so they'll come look and see like if you went over the follow line but
2: yeah scores too. like Cause you just write down scores on a piece of paper, so they'll they'll kind of double check that too, just to make sure people aren't like, "Oh, let me boost my score real quick." So, so there's tournament officials. Um, they're not like breathing down your neck, but they're they're there though.
0: Do you guys ever bowl for fun these days? No, no, (laughs) definitely definitely not. (laughs) I feel like if you had if you like went bowling with friends who don't bowl, they would hate playing with you. (laughs)
3: Yeah, so many of our friends (laughs) keep asking us to go bowling, and we're like, ah,
0: maybe. I think
2: the last time we went for fun was like over covid with like friends back home and even then it was still like a competition for something like us
1: so i am so bad at bowling what is like some advice you would give me (laughs) uh it's not easy to learn i don't know
3: just aim for aim for the front pin and don't throw it in the gutter probably my
2: biggest (laughs) advice to anyone both like experienced and not experienced would just to be stay like balanced yeah. Um, so, cause a lot of people will go up, they'll throw the ball and they'll like fall over to their side. <laughs> the best thing you can do is to throw it and like stand still basically. Cause then you're just throwing it. You're not letting your arm move over. Um, that's probably my biggest advice. That's the advice I give to everyone, uh, whether you're new or experienced.
3: And a good bowling ball is a good investment. Cause like the ones, if you go for fun bowling,
2: Oh it's not gonna.
3: It's not gonna turn. I promise. Yeah, it's not going to. It's just gonna go straight. I
2: haven't used one of those since I was like five six.
3: Yeah. Same. Whoa. Yeah. How do you feel about bumpers? I mean, for people that don't bowl, like obviously go for it, use them. I don't use them. But like, yeah. if my friends wanted to go bowling, if like I said, we don't really bowl with our friends, but <laughs> if they wanted to put the bumpers up, I'd be like, yeah, that's fine.
0: I feel like it would be fun, like
1: just bouncing off the sides. Yeah. yeah
2: for sure. Whatever
1: gets people into bowling alleys, honestly. Yeah, so that,
2: that's definitely the most important part. I
1: feel like a lot of people think about speed too. Like how fast can I throw it? And they try to throw it the fast as they can. Like when I go with my brother, it's like he's just trying to throw it as hard as he can, as fast as he can. I feel like if you just throw it like straight. Right. It should be I'm get just there. trying to knock down one. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> God, speed that's... sometimes helps though.
0: Yeah,
2: like, speed's speed's very important um for some people. I usually throw around 14 miles an hour. Um, some people throw at 16. Some people throw at 12. You know, it's whatever works for you, really. More speed kind of does equate to more power sometimes. Debatable. But there's a whole qu- there's a whole equation about that. I mean, we all got to get into that because I don't even know it. But
0: can I ask a personal question? Yeah. Yes. How did you two meet? Bowling. <laughs> I was That's hoping that would a be the answer.
2: story. <sighs> we right. bowled. I mean, I'll explain okay. from my side. So we used to go like, <laughs> I, I think we kind of knew each other in high school. Like, she went to Anchor Bay High School, and I went to uh, high school in Warren. Um, so it wasn't until we had a national junior tournament, and it was in Detroit. When I was there, I didn't re- I don't, like, really know a ton of people, like, in the bowling community. I didn't really make a ton of friends. It's a long story. What's I was that? friends with a
3: lot of people. <laughs> yeah,
2: so we're at the opening ceremony, though, and we're at— Eastern Michigan inside their basketball arena and so there's like bleachers and so I'm walking up and I have like two choices I can either sit next to like these guys that kind of look weird or I can sit next to like a (laughs) girl so I'm like all right I I was
3: friends with the guys too so I was like trying to like sit next to them because that's the only people I knew there and I got split up from them. They were, like, at the end of this bleacher, and I was forced to go up here because it, like, got cut off right there. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know who this kid is that's sitting next to me. Like, we both <laughs> leaped together, but, like, I did not know who he was at first.
2: So I spit yeah. game. And, <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, indeed. <laughs> I asked her for
2: her Snapchat, and uh, the rest I is history. First, yeah, she did. Yeah. The rest is history, I guess.
0: Yeah. Dang, and how long ago was that? We've been together for, what, three and a half years, I think?
2: Sound like yeah. The, yeah, It was
0: Close to three and a half. Wow, that's amazing, guys. Yeah. And that's it for our show. Thank you to our station manager, Delaney Rogers, general manager, Jeremy Whiting, and program director, McKenna Lowndes.
1: This was this week's episode of Exposure. Keep in mind that the views and opinions discussed on Exposure are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff at Impact 89FM.
0: If you're interested in going back and listening to our archive of stories, feel free to check out our website at impact89fm.org. And of course, if you're interested in what's going on next week, you can tune back in and we'll see you back here. You've been listening to
3: Exposure.